Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Spiritual Success Podcast. Today I have Kim Mella on the podcast and she's a transformational coach who's currently in Bali. So very, very jealous of that. And she used to be a model in the UK, but she actually managed to transition into entrepreneurship using the network marketing model. So we talk about that and what it's been like building a career where she can get freedom and really create a lifestyle that she would have longed for years beforehand. So really inspiring episode, super uplifting. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a place for spiritual people who want to grow, learn, and succeed in life and in business. I'll be talking to successful spiritual entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders to understand what creates a meaningful and soul-aligned life. So come on in, Lightworkers. This is your time to shine. Hi, Kim. Hello! Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me on, Liz. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining. I was just saying before we started recording, because I can see you on video and I'm very jealous of your sunshine. You're in sunny Bali. How are you finding it? Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm trying to not let it be too normal because I just want to be so grateful every single day for the fact that I'm here. I get to walk on the beach, swim in the sea. It is like I'm living in my vision board, for sure. I just got full body goosebumps as you were saying that. That's incredible. I'm so, so happy for you. So I'm so excited to hear more about your story then, because it does seem like you are living the freedom lifestyle. And how has that journey kind of been for you? How did you get to where you are today and living this life of travel and freedom? Wow. I mean, how far do we go back? (laughs) Um, Well, I suppose I've always known that I was destined for more than just, you know, a nine to five typical job. I knew there was some kind of magic I couldn't quite put my hand on. And I believe we're all born with magic, but I just didn't have a roadmap to help guide me home. So I started modeling at the age of like 13, 14. And I loved it. You know, it was something different every day. There was new experiences. And I was so shy and so underconfident. I wouldn't tell anyone that I was a model. I was a bit embarrassed by it. I even remember one time I had a boyfriend for like a year and I didn't tell him the whole time. And my mum burst in my bedroom and showed him this portfolio of pictures. And I was like, Mom, no, you're so embarrassing. So I think it's always good for your listeners to hear that I was unconfident, I was lost, I didn't know who I was, because a lot of people, you know, are in that position. And this is the reason why I think we're on this planet is to evolve and learn and grow and just become more of who we know we are inside. So my modeling journey kind of continued through college and university, and I just went to university just because I thought, well, that's what society wants me to do. And my parents have always worked hard all their life and they were very much in the system. You know, the harder you work, the more you get. You, you know, work hard until you retire, then you can start living your life. And so I kind of did that to please them. And I thought, right, I'm going to go to university, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to please my parents. And I was just on a fast track to just unhappiness, unfulfillment. And I was like, there must be more to life than this. I had no idea what I wanted to do, no idea what I wanted to be. I just wanted to be free and have fun and just like laugh. And it was an alien concept though, because almost what, 20, 25 years ago, that would have been now. No one around me was a coach. Facebook wasn't a thing. You know, it was the time when we go outside and we play and we wouldn't be on our phones all day. So it's a very, very different world. So I wasn't surrounded by entrepreneurs or 
people who thought differently. So I just I was in this box of like, okay, I feel trapped. Uh, the society's telling me to do this, but I just I just know there's something else. And I know now that was my higher self, but I had no idea what that was. And so what I ended up doing was these little voices, these little feathers of intuition that were coming into my life, I'd just ignore them. I'd numb them out with alcohol or toxic friendships, toxic relationships, shopping, you know, any kind of distraction, you know, TV on 24-7. Until it got to the point where I was 28 years old and I looked around my life and I had everything that anyone would ever wish to have, you know, in terms of happiness, the car, money. I had a relationship. I had a penthouse apartment in the city centre of Leeds. And I was going out having fun every weekend. But I was so empty. I almost say I had a full wardrobe but an empty life. So my life was very, very external. It was based on what I looked like. My validation from a very young age was all on external approval. So as you can imagine, as a model, someone telling me, oh, you're not good enough today. Oh, no, you're too fat. Oh, you're you're not thin enough. You know, and there's no sisterhood either because you're competing against friends for work to be able to survive and live. So it wasn't a very abundant, expansive life I was living. And I just hit rock bottom. I was 28 years old. I was just like, what is going on? And that I now know is my Saturn return. (laughs) <laughs> my satin returned on my ass and um, yeah that's when my my business that I have today came into my life and it literally saved me and has helped me to transform into who I am today incredible and I think so many of us listening can resonate with that story I was the same worked really hard to get into investment banking got on the grad scheme it was like a huge achievement I remember ringing all of my family and everyone was just so excited because I'd made it in quotation marks within six months I was miserable I had an anxiety disorder I was so unhappy but I was ticking all the boxes I had all the things you know I was doing everything right and it felt anything but right And I love that you talked about the Saturn return there because, uh, yeah, that is just so perfectly timed that you would start this whole new cycle with your Saturn return. So I love that. And thank you for sharing that story with us. I think so many of us can find a piece of ourselves within that somewhere. So you then went into entrepreneurship. Can you talk a little bit more about that journey? Did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur or did the opportunity land in your lap? Did you go out looking for something? Well, great question. I've always seen myself as a little bit of, you know, a bit of a Dell boy, very good work ethic. And even on in modeling jobs, I'd always strive to like be the best. And even though I'd, everyone got paid the same, I'd always want to like show up and, and be a bit different. And I remember just thinking, how else can I make some money here? So I'd like buy eyelashes off eBay for like a pound from China and I'd sell them for a tenner backstage at a bridal show. I would get, you know, these tops from Primark and put them on my boyfriend at the time and like take photos of him in them and sell them for like 30 pounds when they cost a pound. So I had this like entrepreneurial spirit, but I didn't have the blueprint. I didn't have a system because I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a little bit like all over the place, so many ideas. Um, I didn't have any real structure. And so although I knew there was something more, I had no idea how to get into entrepreneurship I thought, wow, people who have businesses, oh my God, they're so amazing. I never saw myself as a business person. 
I, I didn't have the desire to think of an idea and go to a bank and say, can I get this bank loan to start this, you know, brick and mortar business? But I was definitely in that energy of like wanting something more. And um, one day a friend of mine, he's a, he's a guy, he gave me a call and he said, okay, I've got this business I would love for you to take a look at. And so he came around to my apartment and I was a little bit pessimistic at first because it sounded a bit too good to be true. And I thought, I'm not a product person. I've never done something like this before. I've never even heard of it. But when I heard the information that he was sharing about the business model and how it's a community that helps to give back to the planet, it helps not only you to create your biggest dreams, but it empowers other people to do that too. Those are the things that I actually heard. I had no idea logistically what this business really was or how to do it. My soul was like, yes, you came here for this. Yes, you need to do it. And so I just jumped in with both feet. And that's the business that I have today. This is like my main passion. I have a, a network marketing company and it's called Arbon. And I'll be honest, like I started this business for the car, the money, the validation, you know, all the free trips and the unlimited earning potential. But I continue to do it today for a very, very different reason. So if you can imagine that that hustle mindset from modeling that external validation didn't just end when I started my business, it obviously carried on. So when I started my business day one, you know, I was very driven by the external, you know, the vision boards and the car and all of those things. And it got me so far. It got me to the point where I did have all those things. You know, I had all of those things I was I was striving for. You know, it gave me identity. It made me feel so worthy in this world. And then something happened. Like I call it a dark night of the soul. You've probably heard of that as well. So, yeah. I remember being on a modeling job in, in Glasgow. I was still doing a bit of part-time modeling, but it wasn't full-time because my business allowed me to, to go part-time. And I had a phone call. I was in Glasgow and I had a little nap in the afternoon because I was super tired. And I had a phone call from my auntie. Like I had like 16 missed calls and I was like, what the heck is going on? And I just had this feeling and this knowing that this was not going to be a good phone call. So I called her back and she basically shared that my mum had just suddenly passed away. Brain hemorrhage on the bathroom floor. She was 66 years old. No signs of her, you know, being ill. And it was the worst day, as you can imagine, of my whole entire life. It was like I was on a movie set. And the weird thing is, I'd probably say from the age of like 10, I've kind of had this knowing that I was going to get a phone call. Like, I've always had this concern that mum, mum's not going to be around forever, the way she was acting, and just this, I just had this knowing, and now what I understand that to be is my, my Claire gift, you know, my, my Claire sentient, and yeah, it was, it was, it was dreadful, as you can imagine, but now I also know that she left that early to bring me and my dad closer together, for me to awaken quicker, and to really, you know, carry on her legacy, but at the time, I was—I didn't have a clue. I wasn't really meditating at that point. I was very much into like personal development mindset, you know, masculine, Jack Hanfield, um, Grant Cardone, and all of those like hustle, masculine energy. Masculine energy is what is rewarded in this world. Well, it was definitely in the Piscean age. Masculine energy, hustle, and then also 
I lost tens of thousands in a really bad investment that was a complete fraud. And also I lost my driving license because when my mum passed away, you know, she looked after all of that and I didn't take any responsibility for it. So, you know, I, I was I was driving with no license. I had no idea. So all of those things that made me feel worthy and validated, car, money, you know, my mum, just gone in the space of six months. And that's really when my spiritual journey started to come into come into play because I started to search the meaning of life. What is this? Why am I here? I remember being soaking wet with this suitcase because I had no car, I had to get the bus everywhere. It was raining. I had makeup all over my face. The wheel had broken on my suitcase. And I was like, okay, the, 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 I'm going to find meaning. And this is going to be funny one day. <laughs> this is going to be really funny one day. And I just started to reframe things and look for the lessons and how is this happening for me? And that's a really good tip for anyone who's listening is like, nothing is ever happening to you unless you allow it. It's all happening for you. And so from that moment, my business transformed from a business to a spiritual development mission. And so it became more about who am I becoming? Who am I within this business? What gifts have I got to share? And it came a lot more kind of heartfelt and I was meditating every day and visualizing being in Bali and living this life that I'm living now because the life that we're living now is is an old manifestation, right? Because it takes time for manifestations to happen. So if your current reality isn't matching your vision, it's because you just need to either be patient or hold the vibration and trust and knowing. And then to kind of get to where I am today, like I only had this shift a couple of weeks ago and it's the shift of complete and utter trust and knowing, like trust in myself and my truth because I was in a box for so long with modeling and even within my business, I thought I had to be a certain way. And since coming to Bali and really expressing myself, I've kind of given myself permission to be me. And so living in this truth of who I am and connecting to something outside of myself, right? Because I have everything that I really ever want in life, apart from my partner. And so this mission that is bigger than me is now what's driving me. And so I see the business that I have is in service to humanity, to help elevate consciousness, to take us to the new earth, to, to take us to this new paradigm. And it's, it's incredible the shift that's happened because now it's not about me. And so if any of your listeners are thinking, oh, you know, that feels scary, or what if it doesn't work out? It's purely because we're focusing on ourselves and making it about us. When it's about a mission, something you're in service to, that all goes out, that goes by the by because you're so focused on the mission and not your vision. It's something bigger than that. I love that. And one model that I learned at university has always kind of stuck with me. It's got more criticism now, the Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of need. And I thought that was really interesting because you said once my needs were met, then I started moving onwards and upwards and focusing on the collective. And I was exactly the same when I was younger. I mean, we grew up, we didn't have money. I had two paper rounds when I was 13. Then I had two jobs when I was 16. And I was always hustle, hustle, hustle. I didn't have any time or mental space to think about anyone but me. That's why I thought, right, when I've got my degree, I'm going to go into finance and I'm going to make loads of money because I need money. 
But then actually, once I had money, I was like, hmm, I don't think I actually really care about it that much. Because once you have it, then it becomes, you know, less important. And then my focus really started to expand and, and grow. Once you get that, you know, first box ticked off of oh, all of my material needs are met, then it's like you need something else that doesn't fulfill you or sustain you or make you want to grow and keep developing. And that's what the this model says so I'm exactly the same with you there and thank you so much for being really vulnerable and sharing that story with us that was really really powerful and I love your perspective the way that you see everything even though you had that horrendous situation and even when you're walking along with that suitcase with the broken wheel I mean I was right there with you when you were explaining that and the fact that you use that as a catalyst to find a positive and to turn your life around and make a bigger difference I think that was so inspiring so thank you so much for sharing that perspective and it just shows that no matter what you go through you can use it for a greater good as long as you are willing to to do that like you said. So you have definitely faced some obstacles, like you said, you have this incredible mindset to help you overcome any challenges in your life. And you did mention that you really started to have kind of a spiritual awakening after you faced that adversity. So I want to go a little bit more into that. And how did that spiritual evolvement kind of happen? How did you start tuning into your intuition and really weaving that into your business activities? Because I talk so much about using intuition in business. I talk about how it's the secret to success and this kind of secret power tool, which never gets any recognition or praise in the traditional marketing world. Even though you read people's autobiographies of, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, those types of people, and they all use their intuition, they all say, I had a gut feeling, I had a hunch, and I went with it, even when everyone said I was crazy. Albert Einstein is another example of that. So how did you start going along this spiritual path and also connecting it with your business activities? And what does that look like for you today, using your intuition with the things that you do? Wow, what a question. (gasps) This is one of my favorite topics at the moment and probably why we're super aligned. Intuition is just a game changer, man. Oh my God. We are just such magical beings. And 98% of human behavior is just a waste of time. (laughs) Basically, we're not listening to our intuition, the magic that we have inside of us. So yeah, I mean, I've only really started to tap into it the past four months. And when I mean tap into it, I mean trust it. I've been tapping into it all my life, but actually just not trusting it, not not listening to it, ignoring it, thinking, oh, that's a coincidence. Oh, that's happens for other people. Because I had this really unhealthy attachment to the masculine energy. And it's been something that I feel I've had to heal from like generations and generations. Like it was only my, my parents' parents that were in the war fighting to survive. So I feel that this generation that is listening to this podcast now, we're here to really heal ourselves for the new earth that we're stepping into. And so that unhealthy masculine has been the biggest thing for me. Like I thrived off of telling people, I've only had four hours sleep. I've been hustling. I have been working 24 seven. Aren't I amazing? Because the masculine is celebrated. You know, get up at 4am and do this. and blah, blah, blah. And then I got really tired. I got burnt out. The goals that were on my vision board were taking longer than what I planned. And I'm still not even where I thought I'd be. And I was like, okay, if I'm operating from this hustle, I'm not enjoying my life, I'm not having fun, 
I'm feeling a bit burnt out. I've not even achieved my goal. Like, what am I missing? What is the missing piece? And then obviously it must have been my intuition that just really allowed me to be around people who started to really make me believe. And I don't know if you've ever had this. I know you've been with your partner for 10 years and you're you're super happy. But yeah, I was definitely in my last relationship longer than I should have been because I didn't listen to my intuition. And I relate to it like the feather, the brick and the truck analogy. So you might get a little feather and it's like, you're like, oh, ignore that. And then you get a brick on the head. You're like, oh, God, that hurt. Oh, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then you get driven over by a truck. You can't walk. You're absolutely screwed. And you're just like, why didn't I listen to that feather? That's what happened in my last relationship. And I believe it's a lesson I needed to learn, a very expensive lesson that I needed to learn for me to have healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries around money, healthy boundaries around me, because I wasn't being myself in that relationship and I was giving away too much of me because I didn't know me, I wasn't aligned. I I just wasn't a sovereign being, being completely, I mean, I imagine it like an apricot, right? So if you imagine an apricot, it's really solid inside and it's soft on the outside. Then you've got an oyster, which is hard on the outside and soft in the middle. And I was definitely the oyster, just literally getting sucked up with everything because my, again, my self-worth was was all in, does that person love me? Okay, here's money. Oh my God, what else can I, and there was nothing left for me. And so I think it took that relationship for me to really go, wow, that was, that was a lesson. Right, I'm, I'm ready to actually learn this lesson now. I don't want to be murdered over by a truck again. And that's when I went to Bali for three weeks. And I really started to realize that actually life is supposed to be fun. And I started to experience all of these synchronicities and this magic. And it's because I was aligned. I was aligned with myself. I was aligned with my energy. And I was aligned with my vision of actually what I wanted. And it was game changing for me. And from that moment, I was like, oh, my God, this is what it this is what everyone's going on about. Oh, my God, it can be easy. It can be fun. Ah, I used to look at people and they used to go, let it be easy. How fun can you let it be? I go, you're clearly lazy. You don't know what you're going on about. This has to be hard to be successful. And then obviously lockdown hit and we were I was stuck in England. And then me and my friend went on a road trip to Ibiza for 10 weeks and had so much fun and business was thriving. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Okay, business is thriving because I'm thriving. Oh, and then I started to get these pillars of belief that were stronger and stronger and stronger because you take an action. It's like, oh, your belief belief increases. And so I started to expand more and lean more into the universe. And actually, if we're trying to control manifestations and we're like, it's meant to be, it's up to me, let's make it happen. You're basically saying, I don't trust the universe. I don't trust I'm supported. I need to do it all myself. That's just ego and unconscious patterns. But actually, when we surrender to manifestations, we get into alignment, we take aligned action, we have a healthy hustle, but it's not the hustle that means we have to have a whole week off work. And just trusting that universal support and just believed in it more, believed in it more, 
And I suppose it's a bit like dating, right? You go on a date with someone, and it's like, oh, he's quite nice. Oh, I'm not quite sure. Like, oh, someone else is quite nice. Oh, someone else is quite nice. Then you go on another date with them, and they say, oh, actually, yeah, I'm starting to like him a bit more now. And then you go on dates, you go on dates, and then you get exclusive, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm so in love. You're the only one for me. And they completely claim you, stick a, stick a ring on it, and that's it. And I feel that's the kind of relationship with with the intuition. And I've never said that before, so it's clearly come from somewhere. And I think a lot of us on this journey are just building this relationship and trust with our intuition like we do in relationships. We don't just meet someone off the street and just give them our full trust. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the action. I'm going to trust and believe. So, yeah, the evidence was just too hard to ignore. And then within my business, I started to really honor myself and come from more of like a feminine energy I did a lot of research on feminine energy I I was in a few courses because the feminine energy isn't really celebrated you know as women we have these wombs that are portals for life to be created and so then using those principles in my business like really falling in love with this feminine energy because I thought feminine energy was weak you know because I saw a lot of females in my life just not using their power, not allowing themselves to rest. They were in that masculine energy, even though they were feminine. And we all have masculine and feminine energy, but the female and males are different. Like the men have this innate desire to provide. So what's happened in the world is we've come from this patriarchy of like, you know, men going out hunting for women and women staying at home with the kids and then women kind of wanting equality and like burning their bras and like feminism and that we need to be equal to men. Like that's just thrown us completely out of balance. And again, another reason why my relationship went completely tits up is because I was trying to match the man. I was trying to prove that I didn't need him. And so, of course, he doesn't need me. I'm the one that's providing. And then the polarity's off. So now it's like, okay, masculine and feminine, honoring the differences and understanding the feminine superpowers. You know, we have Viet like wombs within us to create life you know we have a cycle that allows us to go inwards and create and manifest and harness all of these incredible superpowers that we have like the feminine superpowers really I believe are being celebrated a lot now and this is your permission if you've never even thought about the impact of your cycle and the moon I'm sure you do if you listen to Liz's podcasts but like really celebrate your feminine energy and the feminine needs to feel safe she needs spaciousness she needs time off she needs to rest she needs to be less busy and so this whole idea of doing less and being more I was like whoa do less and be more I can't possibly have a day off and not do any work I was still in this world of like consistency consistency and then I just started to try it I was like I'm just gonna have a weekend off And then what would happen is I'd feel so excited and ignited the next day, I would show up bigger and I'd make bigger impacts in my business. And because I was giving myself spaciousness, people would be messaging me, clients would be wanting to buy products, people would want to join my business because they were picking up on my energy. It wasn't frantic, it was just calm and knowing. And ultimately, like if you fully trusted that it was already done, if you trusted in the vision and the fact that it's already happened on some level, why don't you just give yourself a break and have a bit of time off? You know, so like I'm really passionate about this intuitive feminine energy in my business now. 
And like, I'll be honest, I've, I've struggled with like, how can I teach intuition to people? Like, am I, am I qualified for that? I didn't really have a structure of how to do that within my organization. But now I do. And the shifts I've been witnessing in my team are incredible because I'm not here to give people answers. I'm here to hold the space for people to find their own. And the more you allow people to find their own answers and tap into their intuition, the more empowered they become. And it's a game changer. Again, so much I resonate with there. The feminine energy is really something we've become a lot more aware of in the last few years. I was like, yo, sucked into the hustle and it was really hard to let go of because it got me results. You know, I got great grades at school. I got into the university I wanted. I got the jobs I wanted from the hustle. So how do you let go of it when it always works? Which we know about beliefs, they serve you in some way and that's why you hold on to them. If they didn't serve you, your brain would get rid of them. So I found it so hard to get out of the hustle. And when you were talking about the cycle, I literally just came off the pill about a month ago. So I'm actually reading a book at the moment called Code Red. It's a Hay House book trying to really understand that cycle because there is so much power within it. Supposedly, I mean, I haven't got there yet, but I'm really excited to see what that unlocks. And this is just another stage of me connecting more with my divine feminine, which, like you said, is just completely not yet revered within our society, specifically in entrepreneurship. It has very much been about the masculine, very much been dominated by that hustle mentality. But specifically in the spiritual community, I think people are very kind of open and embracing that feminine energy a lot more because when we're in that surrender space, joy, that is when your intuitive senses are heightened. That is when you get the information flowing through. I mean, the best ideas I get are when I lay down to sleep at night and I'm trying to get to sleep, my mind's empty and then boom, it's like a lightning strike and I have to grab my phone about 10 times. So it's all the times when we turn our brains off that the intuition speaks. And that's why so many people in the wider world haven't yet got that strong intuitive connection because they're busy all the time. They're mothers, they're working a full-time job, they're doing the housework. Life is so crazy that they never get time to switch their brain off. Therefore, they never get the intuitive messages through. And that's when you get the feather, the brick and the truck. Like you said, <laughs> I love that analogy so, so much. So yeah, definitely with you on that, embracing the feminine and trying to bring that into business and just seeing how powerful joy can be and really being an attractor rather than someone who's chasing clients who's chasing success in any way and just really bringing those two energies together and that's a process it's not something you're going to master overnight but it's just a case of experimenting testing trying different energies and, and seeing what happens so thank you so much for that and that's a really great kind of success tip that you've already given us there but do you have any other tips or lessons that you've learned about how to really create this freedom lifestyle which it seems that you're living I know so many people aspire to so do you have any more tips on on how to kind of get to that place where you're able to travel and create a business that you're really passionate about mm. yeah wow what a question again <laughs> I love these questions mm. I'd say it's getting really honest with yourself and your core values like, who are you? What do you want? What do you stand for? And I believe the right thing will always find you when you're super clear on who you are and the end result. So I work a lot with, I choose the end result of. So maybe, you know, if you're listening to this, think about what would one end result that you would really love? I choose the end result of being able to travel around the world, working from my phone, 
supported by a like-minded community who empower and inspire me to grow. Like maybe that is an end result. And so being in the energy of that end result and really feeling it as done helps to magnetize the right opportunities to you. And this is how I work in my business now. So with what I do, I just trust that the right people will want to join this mission. I trust that clients will want to use incredible products that are toxin-free and eco-friendly and good for the environment. And so I choose the end result. I'm in that energy. I show up. I act as if it's already done. And I'm in full trust and alignment that the right people will show themselves. And just like you said, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll, someone will just pop into my head and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to speak to them. I don't know why. Well, I do, I do know why, but I don't know what might come from it, but I'm just going to get out of my own way and just share this mission with them. And if they're enrolled in it, then great, let's go. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many opportunities now for people to start an entrepreneurship. I mean, I am a huge advocate of network marketing. It's really allowed me to be who I am today. It's it's entrepreneurship, it's community, and ultimately, it's like-minded people coming together to support one another, to raise the vibration of the planet. That's my mission with network marketing, in particular, Arbonne that I work with. And so that's always a great way to get into entrepreneurship. But if anyone's looking for... It, it totally depends what, what you want. You know, do you want to have a lifestyle business? Do you want to have a, a brick and mortar business? It all comes from what's the life I want to live. Because if you want to be able to travel, then having a shop probably won't work for you because you're going to have to be in the shop 24-7. But ultimately, it comes from having the courage to say yes to things. And I know if you're listening to this, you might be in a nine to five job. You might feel like, oh, I'm feeling really trapped. Like, how do I make that jump from having a job into entrepreneurship? It's just making a start. It's maybe listening to an audio. It's maybe listening to more podcasts. It's really building that belief in the fact that you can start something while you're in that position. And that was definitely me. You know, I was still modeling full time when I started my business until the point where I was earning more part-time than I was full-time, I was like, right, okay, I can actually get rid of this now. I don't need that. So like being able to build something alongside what you're currently doing is like really, really valuable. Agree with that. And you touched on briefly there about traveling, which I'm really curious about because I think the idea of traveling with just your laptop, we've all seen the cheesy photos on the beach, someone with their Apple MacBook and a margarita saying they're earning millions of pounds. What does it actually look like when you're traveling and trying to work? Because I know for me, I struggle with jet lag. I love my morning routine. And I guess you're kind of in one place. But what does that look like for you, bringing that traveling piece into your work? Does it mean you have more time off because you want to go exploring? Have you got the same kind of work day that you used to have? How has that been for you, combining traveling and entrepreneurship together? Any practical tips for anyone who's traveling and working at the same time? Um, so yeah, so even though I'm in Bali, I still love adventures. I like to go off on weekends away. So I just make sure that I structure my day. I'm a creature of habit. So I do like to get up in the morning, have some spaciousness for myself. You know, I do something called the Miracle Morning, which is a time for like affirmations, meditations, visualizations. I give myself that spaciousness and I'm very intentional with my day. So I'm like, okay, 
how can I maximize what I do today without feeling really masculine? Like I used to have a diary with every 15 minutes was like, eat, go to the gym, Tesco's, work, and no spaciousness at all. And so the balance that I've found between the masculine and feminine is I see that the masculine is working for my feminine. So the masculine is like my boss. So he's like, right, I'm going to say between 6 and 10 a.m. is time for you. You're going to go to the gym, work in the morning, can float around and do what you want. But from 11 to 1, that's when you're doing your most important things you need to get done for the day. And so in my miracle morning, I'm thinking about what are the most important three things I need to do that are going to move me closer towards my mission. And I'll make sure I do them first. I don't do anything like clean my laptop, like go shop, like all those things that aren't important. I always make sure that after I've set my mindset and my energy body before business is then I do the most important thing. And then I have like sections throughout the day where I'm just like, okay, well, this is free flow time from like one to three, nothing. And the idea of having nothing in my diary, like a few, even a few months ago would have been like, ah. but it's so nice to have that spaciousness. So yeah, I, I, I do structure my days and have scheduled time, but then I free flow within that. So I use my intuition to reach out to people or do a video or whatever feels aligned at that time. If I am traveling, like say I'm going to the Gilly Islands or something, I'll just make sure that I've, you know, booked out the slots in my calendar so no one can book on a link it has to fit my lifestyle so it has to feel easy it has to feel fun and I think with what I do it's very much on the mobile lifestyle business part of my job is to have fun and because I have leverage it's not like I have to be on the laptop like 24 7 because I've got there's lots of people around the world that are also doing the same thing so there's like leverage within that which allows me to have more time off but I always just think I always come back to when you're connected to the mission and you're trusting the mission and you're trusting that you will act on the impulses, that's all that you really need. And that's just what came to me then is when you're making it about you or it's something that's small, it feels harder. But what I'm experiencing is this mission I'm connected to is is so connected that the universe is bringing opportunities to me because the mission is so clear and it's so big, if that makes sense. So I'm just in full trust that if I'm on a boat on the way to the Gilly Islands and I think of someone, great, I'll write them in my notes, I'll message them when I get home. Yeah, that's what's coming to me, I think, is just that full, full trust. Love that. And I love that you keep a morning routine because I'm also a massive fan of a morning routine. I don't think it's for everyone. I get some clients who are night owls, people who work better at night. So I definitely don't think that our kind of style of, you know, 5am, 6am morning routine is for everyone. But if you are naturally a morning person and you're listening to this, I think we can both attest to how incredibly powerful it's been to have that intentional space in the morning, to set your intentions, journal, meditate, even if it's just for a few minutes. Like I've had a super busy morning as I'm recording this episode. So I literally set my timer for three minutes and I was like three minute meditation. And I held my gratitude stone just before a client call. And whatever time you have, you can make it work. 
to set up space before you start your day. And I think it's a really powerful thing to do, whether you're traveling or not. And I know that when I'm traveling, I always take my cards with me and I always put them in my hand luggage. And I think it's so funny if anyone ever searches my bag, they'll find tarot decks, angel cards. They'll be like, who is this person? But that's a constant that I keep on my spiritual journey because it literally takes about 30 seconds to pull a card. But when I pull an oracle card for myself every morning, wherever I am in the world, it just brings that routine, that stability, that intention to your day, kind of wherever you are in the world. So this has been so informative, so powerful. You shared so much amazing wisdom with us. I'm interested to know what is your favorite thing about doing this work? If you could narrow it down to one thing, what would it be? Watching others transform. Yeah, like being able to witness people's transformation from maybe working a nine to five job to then fulfilling their dreams, traveling the world, or whether it's the shift in their mindset or the fact that they're now into the universe and the law of attraction and, Oh, it's just so heartwarming to see people like have this hope and confidence in themselves that they know that they are their own captain of their ship. And that's the greatest gift for sure. Love it. So powerful. So where can people find you? Oh, you can come and find me on Instagram. So it's at Kim Mella underscore. I've also got a podcast called The Soul Digger which you're going to come on after this. We're going to do our episode, which is going to be super fun. Um, And yeah, I also have a website, kimmellet.com. And I've actually just created this community called the Be Well Club. And it is basically a subscription where you get the miracle, excuse me, (laughs) my throat, you get the miracle morning from 6am till 7am UK every day. You get a fitness class, you get three incredible high vibrational vegan products delivered to your door and so, so much more. So if you feel like you need any support, then the Be Well Club could be the perfect thing for you. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for listening to this episode and please remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure that like me, you would love for more people to know this information. So if you leave a review and send me a screenshot of it on Instagram, which is at IamMizRoberta, you'll get a $50 voucher code to use on one of my online course launches. This won't be around forever, so go and leave a review now and I'll see you next time.